y'all. It's Dina here, lead producer. Y'all, today we are talking about this push against programs like the diversity, equity, and inclusion that many campuses have. Its aim is to make opportunities of advancement equitable. Governor Greg Abbott has been a fierce force against diversity hiring programs. Some universities have kind of started giving into that pressure, like my alma mater, U of H. They just announced that they are going to stop including DEI statements in their hiring practices. So what does that all even mean? And what does it mean for the future of DEI programs? To give us a lowdown, I'm speaking with Jeremy Wallace from the Houston Chronicle. He's been following this story for a while, and he even sat down with Governor Greg Abbott to ask him about his position and why he's so against these programs. It's Monday, March 13th. I'm Dina Kispe, and here's what Houston's talking about today. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Houston today. Oh, it's great to be on. Before we dive into all the crazy details, can you kind of give a little bit of an overview of what's happening with the diversity hiring program bans that we keep hearing about in the news and break it down for someone who is just not following the story at all? Yeah, absolutely. This thing came on really quick for, I think, a lot of people. So it's been a very educational process and trying to catch people up with where we are and what we're talking about here. So let's kind of get to the basics of it, which is, you know, what Mm -hmm. is DEI? DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. What it's supposed to do is supposed to give everybody a chance at being hired uh, from diverse areas that have traditionally been underrepresented. And so the goal of it sounds exactly what I think most Americans were kind of looking for for a long time. The problem that's arisen for people on the far right is that they see these programs have gone too far, particularly with universities. So a lot of universities uh, have had, they accept applications for professors and for tenured professors. They've been asking for diversity statements uh, or Mm -hmm. DEI statements from potential applicants. And when those applicants fill those out, what their responses are factors into the hiring of that person. And mm-hmm. where you know some of the people on the right have a problem, they think that means if you're not saying the right words or you're not being diverse enough, then then that mm-hmm. you know will mark against you and eventually lead to you not getting a job when somebody has a better diversity, equity, inclusion statement. So it's like, so that's where we're fighting. This is not right. what this definitely is not is affirmative action. <laughs> you know, I hear a lot of people right. on the right going, oh, it's just an extension of affirmative action. It's not. You know, I, I talk to, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, Supreme Court experts on this issue. This is, you know, affirmative action is in a totally different game, quota systems and numbers and all that. None of that applies to DEI. DEI is not you know, supposed to be doing that. And the, the mm-hmm. question is, is it or is it not happening in real life? People on the right, right. think it's happening all the time. People on the left are like, no, there's no quota system. We're just trying to gauge people's comfortability with diversity and how they respond to diversity. And will everybody have a chance to have an equitable outcome ultimately in the end? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been following this saga for some time now. And just last week, you know, the University of Houston, my alma mater, said that they're no longer going to consider the diversity, equity, and inclusion statements in their hiring process. They have a whole center that's called the Center for Diversity and Inclusion. And they have people who work there with like DEI in their titles. It's like part of their job. 
So what is going to happen to those positions? What this is going to mean ultimately is like, so now uh, the universities are kind of walking on eggshells. We just heard that the University of North Texas is now doing some stuff as well to kind of Mm -hmm. make sure DEI isn't in their hiring statements. But what does that mean ultimately in practice is going to be the question, right? You know, it's like a university could go overboard on this, right? And just say, okay, we don't even want to talk about diversity. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's funny because like where this all really started really getting, you know, it depends where you're on this debate, but where things started getting better in terms of the diversity at universities and colleges particularly was really mm-hmm. in the aftermath of what happened to George Floyd. After his murder, the right. the way universities saw those protests on campuses and wanted to kind of respond to the students who were saying, wait a minute, this isn't right. You know, where is like the diversity? Why is all the leadership everywhere we go, even in very diverse places, looking like white men only? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and so I think the, the potential of, as you pull back these DEI statements, you're kind of putting, you know, taking a step backwards from some of those diversity inclusion programs that have kind of been succeeding. We're seeing the numbers improve on a lot of college campuses. And it's just like, and I'm like, what kind of message is that going to send? As more of the student bodies kind of get wind of what's really happening, I think mm-hmm. eventually they're going to like understand, like, wait a minute, they're kind of taking back everything we just fought for. And so that's going to be the challenge for universities like University of Houston. Like, can you still be diverse Without that diversity, equity, inclusion statement, are you going to be able to get professors who understand what it means to not just treat everybody equally, but that understand the historic discrepancies that we've had in this country and want to address that? So, you know, if if a kid from the East End is going to be at your university, you just got to understand what more it may have taken for that child Mm -hmm. to get there than, you know, a kid from the Woodlands, right? So right. th- th- there you have it in a nutshell. I'm, I'll be so interested to see how universities kind of handle this in practice versus mm-hmm. just saying we're taking the DEI statement away. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely paying very close attention to U of H because it's also one of the most diverse universities. Um, when I was there, you just kind of got a sense of Houston, which is Houston's diversity. At, right. It's basically an extension of the city. And seeing this ruling, I can tell you from a lot of my former classmates and people that I went to school with, we're all like, whoa, this is big, especially for a place like U of H. So Governor Abbott, he's been like a fierce force against diversity hiring programs. Like there's no secret about that. Do you think that played into universities' decisions as to why kind of they're revoking this as being part of the hiring practices? Yeah, and you know, that's a really good question. So, so back in January, we really started to see this attack on diversity, equity, inclusion programs starting to really kind of get a boost in the state of Florida. Now, you look at what we have here. So, it was mm-hmm. right around that time period in late January uh, that as that fight was going on, uh, there was a fellow named John Saylor who's a big anti-DEI guy who works for the National Association of Scholars. So, so he okay. does a report on the University of Texas particularly, uh, where he just points out how nefarious in his mind DEI has gotten. Uh, and that report comes out at the end of January, almost exactly at the time that Abbott you know, starts you know, putting together his letter to all universities going, hey, what are you doing with DEI? You can't discriminate against people. 
which of course, DEI advocates will tell you that's not what the purpose of DEI is. It's not meant to discriminate against people. It's just right. meant to give everybody a shot. So Abbott puts out that letter uh, at the very end of January, beginning of February. And what have we seen in the last four weeks in February? Universities. Yeah, one after another. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say panic, but almost panic. Essentially, by putting out that letter, they were mm -hmm. really putting pressures on the universities to make some sort of statement, you know, and, and mm -hmm. get much more public about what they are doing and not doing. And so you saw I one see. after the next. It started with the University of Texas system, and then you saw Texas A&M and Texas Tech, you know, follow yeah. right behind. University of Houston just went by, and now the yeah. U University of North Texas system just jumped on. And so you can kind of see how everybody's like, uh-oh, we're not sure how, where this is going, but they all know they're financially the Texas legislature has the ability to slow funding to those universities, you know, for very political reasons if they want to. And so they're right. kind of at the whim of the Texas legislature and Governor Abbott at this point. And so it just mm. kind of creates a really bad environment for universities to, like, if they wanted to defy the governor, they're mm -hmm. making a big risk uh, in yeah. doing that. Governor Greg Abbott, I had that exclusive interview with him where we talked about it. And he says he's not against diversity. He says he's against this kind of program because he thinks this program is keeping some you know, hires from happening uh, in what? the name of diversity. How, how could he think that, though? I mean, like, what would even let lead to him believing that? Well, I think th there have been a couple of stories that have been national. And so it's, I think it's getting okay. applied to all universities. And so oh, there's Lord. a couple, like somewhere on the West Coast uh, where the biology department asked for diversity statements and those statements became public record. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were some prof you know, potential professors who were getting marked down for not sounding inclusive enough. So I think in the Republican mindset on this, they think that's happening much more widely since they saw it in one place. Ugh. They think it's far more pervasive. And this report I talked about from John Saylor uh, mm -hmm. kind of speaks to that in the University of Texas. This tries to make the, the case that there's been a proliferation of this and it's really affecting hiring in all corners. Now, we know the reality of this. You know, from right. the other perspective of this, you look and go, you go on a college campus and look, it is still a very white dominated in a male place, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, so universities clearly are not diverse melting pots yet. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be the difficult thing trying to figure out, like, can these universities implement things to make sure that they're still being diverse in their decision making and trying to be open minded. And, and maybe diverse isn't the right word. Maybe sometimes it's like, just you know, breaking down our own initial biases that we have in our own heads to, to catch the things that maybe we don't even realize we're doing. So now how do the universities do this? They're going yeah. the, to be the incubators for whatever happens next on DEI. The corporate world's doing it. We're all getting better at being more diverse and including more voices, trying to be more representative of, again, you know, coming from Houston, right? It's like, right. how can you not be diverse? <laughs> yeah, know? especially like how can our we not city. Appreciate the diversity of this <laughs> yeah. town. You know, it's like we, we have right. everything, and it makes this community so strong. I think. Right. It uh, does. I think it what makes us so like quite honestly cool. There's one thing though that I have to point out that Governor Abbott is not the only person who is thinking the way he thinks. Like there are people in the city in 
across the country, across the state, who align with him, who agree with what he's saying. And and I'm playing devil advocate here. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is what I agree with, but I'm saying, you know, what's the worst that could happen if they were to move further away with diversity hiring programs? You know, does this, for people who might think this, does it make it fair in any way? Are any of those sentiments valid for people who agree with Governor Abbott's position? Uh, yeah, you're right. Abbott is definitely not the only one thinking this. It's funny because so the conversation I had with him, and I didn't include this in the initial story, so you're getting exclusive here, right? Ooh, uh, let's like, go for it. <laughs> so I asked him, what is your problem then with DEI? And he said, you know, it's not, you know, look, everybody's for diversity. You know, diversity, mm-hmm. equity, inclusion, though, it's that E in DEI that is the offending principle. Huh. And the E is equity, right? And that word is so polarizing in, in, in a way. And so the language, that's what, that's so difficult about this issue. The language is so different from one side of this argument to the other. It's mm-hmm. almost like we're not talking about the same thing. You know, I've been in the room with the, mm. the anti-DEI forces, and I've been in the mm-hmm. room with the people who are big advocates of DEI, mm-hmm. and it's not even the same conversation, and I'm struggling how to explain wow. it at times to everybody. It's like, what's the, like, look, are, is there potential for DEI to go rogue? There has to be, right? Like, we we, yeah. talk, we just talked about that one, you know, case where the biology or chemistry department uh, it was clearly making hiring decisions based on, you know, the DEI statement. Okay. They shouldn't be doing that far, right? They should be asking for those right. diversity inclusion type of, you know, conversations with these people and these, you know, potential candidates. But mm-hmm. you just can't have it to be the ultimate decision in knocking somebody out or not, right? And so yeah. that's going to be the line, okay. I think, the challenge for universities to kind of walk this line. And will that be enough? With a big question mark, will that be enough for the Republican-controlled Texas legislature? Hmm. I'm not sure. Because, <laughs> you know, the, as shocking as this may be to some people listening out there, there's a lot of politics <laughs> going oh, yeah. on in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Oh, my. It's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, sometimes the political game is too intoxicating for people, yeah. you know, who feel like they're kind of getting a rise out of it, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not, you know, I don't. I don't know about Greg Abbott as much as like everybody else, but you, you sit there, the more attention they get on this topic and every time they get feedback that's positive, it makes them want to do it more, right? It's almost exactly. kind of like, like yeah. in anything, right? So every time they use the word woke for a university, that's mm-hmm. a sign they don't care what changes are made. <laughs> they don't care about the actual detail. They want to be looked at. Uh, I fought wokeness, whatever that is, right? It's yeah. like, and so I think they have a political goal. And so that now we have to kind of figure out, so how does the real work of DEI work within those political dynamics that are going to be a struggle? So yeah. that's going to be really careful yeah. to watch that over the next couple of months. The Texas legislature, uh, how aggressive they are in going after university funding or will they look at all these universities and, you know, look, there's a, there's a chance here because of what the universities have done. Nobody's completely killed out their DEI programs. Not entirely. Not entirely. Right. We're yeah. seeing kind of like a scaled down shredded version of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and there was one, you know, Abbott had said one thing to me that sounded like, you know, when the University of Texas put out their initial statement, they were pausing future DEI and looking at mm-hmm. what they already have. Yeah. And he called it a measured step. Hmm. And like, and I'm like, okay, that might be kind of the route, you know, if I the see. universities can just show that, 
okay, we're going to look at these programs and make sure they're doing what we want them to do and mm-hmm. not being in any violation of the law. If that's enough to kind of get through this process without them losing millions and billions of dollars on higher education funding, so mm-hmm. be it. I think they'll they'll have that route. You know, you said something really interesting where as Governor Abbott gets more, I guess, positive feedback in his stance against diversity hiring programs, as he gets this pat on the back, it seems like he'll probably be more forceful in trying to make it stick. Do you see that happening? I know it's hard to predict, but just from everything that you've done and with speaking to him and everything you've heard on the ground, do you see this as something that will stick? Okay, that's a good question. Um, So I think one of the things to kind of watch, and I think this kind of answers this, is like the one thing that might allow Abbott a little bit more leash on this thing is that he appointed all of these people to these boards of trustees, right? So at the University of Houston, Tillman Fertitta is, is in his position because of Greg Abbott, right? You know, exactly. it's like, and so that's kind of an important thing. And so yeah. he's got to be careful to walk this line to make sure he's not making it sound like, you know, the University of Houston has gone rogue for some reason on DEI under mm-hmm. Tillman Fertitta's watch. Like he doesn't want to make that, you know, argument, right? So the governor wanted to make it clear to me, again, I, I'm not saying this is, I'm not going to buy in one way or another in what he said, but he insists that he's not against diversity, but he's against diversity, equity, and inclusion programs specifically that can be manipulated to help one group of people get hired over another. So so it's a small distinction. I know a lot of people aren't going to buy that eh, distinction. Yeah, um, it's a like, little... Yeah, it's hard to kind of like, and I think that's what makes the topic so difficult, even for him. I think that's why like, you know, he knows when he's talking to me, he's talking to the, you know, the city of Houston and San Antonio, right for the Express News as well. He's talking to two very diverse places in our country, (laughs) you know, not just in the state, in our country. (laughs) It's like you can't get more diverse in these two places. (laughs) And so you can't be against diversity. You know, right. it like, doesn't yeah. make any sense. You, yeah. you're, you're, you're basically asking, please don't ever vote for me again. <laughs> exactly. you know? And I can't imagine he wants to go there. So I think he's trying to explain his rationale and say, look, you know, my problem here isn't, you know, with the diversity. It's with some programs that have gone off the rails. Um, Fair. Okay. I, I'm probably saying it nicer than he would. <laughs> yeah, you definitely but, are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so we'll, we'll just kind of see where he kind of develops my question is that sure that's what Abbott's saying, but what about the more you know conservative bomb throwing type Republicans out there? Will right. that be enough for them? And like yeah. that, I can't answer. <laughs> I will yeah. be able to answer on May twenty eighth, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that will be the end of the Texas legislative session where we will know from a budget standpoint how these universities navigated this or didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the show. You really gave our listeners a ton of information. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here today. Well, I I really appreciate being on the show with y'all. Thank you so much. That was Jeremy Wallace from the Houston Chronicle. All right, y'all, before I let you go, I know you've probably started making plans for your spring break next week. So I thought I might offer and sprinkle in a little help and some tips. I wanted to tell you about the spring break destination celebration that's happening at the Children's Museum, one of my favorite museums. There's a whole week of really fun and amazing activities happening. So you got to get your tickets and add it to the list of things that you'll be doing with your kids next week. 
That's all I got for you today on CityCast Houston. Thank you for sticking around till the end. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you have any feedback at all, check out the link in our show notes and fill out the form. Maybe pitch yourself to come on our show and talk to us. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye.